Hi, everybody, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, and it's now been 45 days since we came back on the air. We got word from Jennifer up in the lighthouse yesterday after the broadcast was over that there was a group of them starting to mass around some of the old dorms on campus. But we checked back with her a few hours later and she said they were dispersing. They tend to be attracted to noises and stuff, so something must have been going on over there. I hope it was an animal and that it was able to get away. And that's why they're starting to move on. But Max thinks it might have been a person who was trying to find shelter and made a little too much noise. Might have been a snorer or might have had someone with them and they got into an argument if it was a person. We don't know if they got away or not. In any case, just a quick reminder to everyone to be as quiet as you can when they're around so you don't attract more of them. Um, That's it for the news. So I guess I'll talk about my journey transcribing Sam's voicemail some more since it's been a few days since I mentioned it. I'm just about finished. I'm still listening to it a lot, trying to find ways to notate some of his inflections and stuff. It's starting to resemble a musical score a little. I mean, you start with the words, which are like the notes, but then you add in things like quietly or quickly or yelling, and that's like putting the notes on the staff and breaking each word into quarter notes or eighth notes or rests and stuff. I've also got a few shorthand notations that I don't really know how to describe. It's like punctuation, but I'm using a few of my own symbols and trying to write out the way a person actually talks. Anyway, they're helping me to really put a lot of nuance and personality into the transcription. But even though I'm still listening to it a lot, I'm listening to it a lot less than I was. Like I said, every time I write it out, I'm a little bit closer to being able to do the whole thing from memory. And just like Dr. Clark said, I can hear his voice in my head when I'm reading it back, or even when I'm just remembering. It does feel good to be so close to having this goal accomplished and knowing that this important thing in my life will be with me forever. But at the same time, it's just sad. Sad doesn't quite encompass the amount of grief I'm feeling, but it's hard to talk about this one grief knowing that it's part of a greater one. We have all lost, not just loved ones, but homes and the entire makeup of our lives. My loss of Sam is part of that. I can't grieve him alone. And so this process is satisfying and cathartic and necessary, I know. But it's also like losing everything again. But I don't want to be done. 
If I can never hear Sam's voice again, I'm glad I will hear it in my head forever, but I almost wish I would never get it completely right. I don't want to end this, and I don't want it to be over. I liked having a thing, some object, some item that mattered to me and came to this life with me. So much of what we use here doesn't really belong to us. Equipment from the lab and studio, it was all selected and bought by the university. Everything we find scavenging is stolen from someone's home, someone's store, someone's life. This was a thing that was mine. A thing I could hold, a thing I could hide, a thing I could protect. The voicemail was always just a digital recording, but my phone was that thing. And when this is all over, it's just going to be a hunk of metal and glass and plastic. I remember when I was younger, I used to collect certain kinds of rocks and crystals, rose quartz, Onyx, uh, tourmaline, tiger eye, hematite, and on and on. And I would read all these books and articles on the spiritual properties of each of them. Optimism, love, wisdom. There was a crystal for all kinds of things that you might want more of or you might want to be protected against. I carried them around in my pockets everywhere. But then after a while, carrying a bunch of rocks around all the time got heavy and cumbersome. And I noticed that just because I had rose quartz with me, it didn't mean I was finding love. And so I started keeping them at home on a special shelf. And then I needed that shelf for more books. So I put them in a little bag and set them aside. And at some point, they got packed in a box and forgotten. When I was packing for college, I found that box with that bag and those crystals, and it made me happy to still have them. I didn't believe in their so-called powers anymore, but they reminded me of my childhood when things were simpler, and I was discovering things that I thought nobody had ever discovered before. I'm still discovering things, but I recognize that their discoveries for myself. And those are still important. But just a touch of the magic gets taken away when you realize that you aren't the first one. Anyway, finding the crystals made me happy, but then I didn't know what to do with them. I didn't want to carry them anymore or even bring them to school. I didn't really want to keep them in the box, but throwing them in the trash seemed wrong too. I... I ended up taking them to a local gem shop and surreptitiously adding them in with the ones they already had. Kind of reverse shoplifting. And it made me feel good to think that someone else whose mind was in the same place mine had been when I was a kid might get some benefit from them. They might not have spiritual powers, but maybe they could be a token for someone who needs one. All that to say, that's where I am with Sam's voicemail. 
I don't need it anymore. I have it memorized. I have it written down. I have it notated and scored and it'll be with me forever. I have to make peace with that. I am accepting that this is over. But I'm having a hard time letting go of the physical object. The phone is like a portal to Sam, and that portal is about to close, or at least be replaced by a, a new portal. The one in my mind, where I've stored it. But once the battery dies for the last time, it won't even be that anymore. I don't think I will want it. But unlike the crystals, I can't just give it to someone else. I don't know what to do. Hey, Agnes. I'm sorry, I know you thought you were in here by yourself, but I got back early and I couldn't help overhearing. Max. Oh, hi. Um, hi. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I've let today's broadcast run too long, haven't I? Only a little. Don't worry about it. You were saying something important, something that I think our listeners would find valuable. And I have an idea. What? In a few days, once you've got the final version of the voicemail written and you're completely satisfied with all of your notes, let's find a way to hook the phone up to the transmitter and let everyone hear it. Give the voicemail to everyone and let them all know who Sam was and how much he loved you and what he means to you. I think I'd like that. Do you think we can actually get the phone hooked up to the radio? Well, it's definitely possible. We just have to figure out how. We'll work on it while you're finishing up the transcription. Thanks, Max. Well, you'll all have that to look forward to, I guess. But as Max just mentioned, I've run on a little bit today, so I guess I'll sign off. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Agnes Drew with Max O'Brien. Take care of each other. <laughs>